Welcome to My Secret Place Devotional with Oyit Alfred. My Secret Place, dwelling with the Father, going deeper in His Word for truth and the light from above. Be transformed in My Secret Place. Good morning. And welcome to a new week. We're going to pray from Hebrews 13 verse 21 because it says, reading from the NLT, that may God equip you with all you need for doing God's will. We're going to pray because I know that you really desire to do the will of God this week. So let's pray. Father, thank you. I honor you so much. Thank you for your benevolence. Thank you for everyone that is listening, oh God. And Father, I ask that you release, Lord, everything that we require to do your will. Release the grace to do your will. Release the grace to understand your will. Fill us with the knowledge of your will and empower us to do it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you read your Bible, one of the things you will immediately come across, one of the things you will immediately notice is that the Bible is filled with so many promises. It is loaded with promises. I actually did a research to try to find out just how many promises are in the Bible. I found out that, you know, it varies depending on the source because some people studying will see certain things as promises. Others may overlook it as a promise, you know. But bottom line is there are so many promises in the Bible. A man called Everett Storms, um, Canadian, I noticed he also did a study and he said there are 8,810 promises in the Bible. Some say there are 3,000, some say 6,000. You know, like I said, it just depends on the source. But the bottom line is that the Bible is in indeed loaded with promises but the thing about it is that it is not all the promises that are in the bible that are designed for everyone there are owners of bible promises but beautiful thing about the promises of god is that he keeps his promise he has so many promises in the bible because he's able to keep every single one of them the bible tells us in numbers 23 verse 19 that god is not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should repent has he said it and will he not do it or has he spoken and will he not make it good this is what god said in his word in numbers 23 verse 19 god is a keeper of promise as long as god has said it you can stand on it you can depend on it you can trust it completely without a shadow of a doubt you can hold on to that word that promise of god it will never go down joshua giving his testimony about you know serving the lord in as leading god's people in joshua 21 verse 45 this is the comment that joshua made at the end of the journey he said not one of all the lord's good promises to israel failed everyone was fulfilled so every single promise that god made to israel not one failed if he didn't fail to israel he will not fail to you but then again you need to find out who are the owners of bible promises because if you notice these promises are targeted and directed at certain people and so what it means is that if you meet the requirements or if you fall into the category of people that that promise is targeted at then you will be a beneficiary of that particular promise and like i said from the scripture that god is not a man that he should lie if god has said it then god will do it in fact if you read 
Isaiah 55, 11, it says, it is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper in everywhere I send it. That's from NLT version. Let us read it from the King James version. It says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. Void there meaning empty meaning without fruit. So when, once God releases a word, when he releases a promise, said it won't return to me empty. It won't return to me void. It continues by saying, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. That is the power of the word of God. That is the power of the promises of God. But then again, every time you look at the promise, try to find out the category of people that this promise is directed to. So, and there are many unique promises that are reserved and directed towards men who walk in righteousness, men whose works are blameless before God. To walk in righteousness simply means doing the right thing by the power that has been provided by God. If you follow that devotional, you know, this whole motto of looking at righteousness, and I've explained that there are two types of righteousness. There's the first one that God gives you, which is imputed righteousness, is a gift that comes from the Lord and is put in your heart. And that makes you a righteous person according to what God has done for you. But then again, that is not the end of the equation. You have to live out that righteousness. You have to live out the fruits of righteousness. You can't say that God has made you righteous and then you consistently lie. You consistently function in pride. You consistently gossip, slander, you know, do all of those things that are not in line with righteousness. No, you have to walk away from those things and you have been given the power to do it. So when you walk away from sin, when you walk away from things that pollute the righteousness, then it means you are not walking in righteousness. But if you, by the grace of God and the help of God, consistently walk in righteousness, then there are very unique promises that are reserved for you. Today, I'm going to take a look at two very powerful promises for the men of righteousness. One of them is in Psalm 84 verse 11. He said, for the Lord God is a son and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. That's from the King James Version. So walking uprightly is walking in righteousness, doing the right thing, you know, following the patterns of God, obeying God's moral code so that you're able to stand before God without any sense of inferiority or condemnation because you are living according to how God wants you to live. So the Bible says that no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. This is a promise for the man of righteousness. If you walk in righteousness, you benefit that nothing good will be withheld from you. Anything that has been withheld from you, there are two reasons for that being withheld. Number one, it means that it might look good, but at the end of the day, it is not good. That is one. The second thing is that check your righteousness level. Because sometimes you look at yourself and there are many, many good things that have been you know, denied you. Look, like I said, there are two things. Number one, it's possible that you think it's good, but then it is not good. Second one is that your righteousness might be in question. It's never about the promise or about the ability of God to fulfill a promise. I'll give you a great example. If you were Joseph, and the Bible tells us he was thrown in a pit, Joseph, which was the son of Jacob in the Bible. His story is recorded from Genesis 20 all the way to Genesis 50. 
The Bible tells us that one time his brothers, you know, sold him into slavery. First of all, they threw him in a pit and then they sold him into slavery. You see that in Genesis chapter 37, it records his story. But you see, if you were Joseph and you found yourself in a pit and then you found yourself being sold into slavery, obviously you say, oh, this is not a good thing. How come, you know, this is happening to me? Meanwhile, God had promised that if I walk in righteousness, this will happen to me. But, you know, if you read the whole of the story, you find out that even all those things that Joseph was going through, there were good because they were priming him preparing him training him for the man he needed to be because he eventually became the prime minister of a foreign country egypt he got in into egypt as a slave but he left as a prime minister so god keeps his promise to the righteous if you walk in righteousness the bible says no good thing will he withhold from you and if you feel good things are withheld from you remind god of his promise talk to god in a place of prayer say father this is what you promised and then remind god and then you will see the goodness of god in your life the second promise i want to highlight today is in proverbs chapter 10 verse 24 it says for the fear of the wicked shall come upon him but the desire of the righteous shall be granted what it means that even your desires god will take it as a big prayer request something other people will fast and pray for 10 days one week one month all you need to do is just to desire it simple basic things that you desire you see god provide that for you or God do those things just a simple thought and that rings so heavy in God's eyes and he does it walk in righteousness and try that personally experience this all the time just simple desires and God does that for me righteousness is called life made simple if you want to simplify your life walk in righteousness if you want to get the very best from God walk in righteousness it is impossible to have a walk with righteousness and have a complicated life if you walk in righteousness just relax just trust God you're going to experience powerful benefits powerful promises of God will come to pass in your life God bless you enjoy this wonderful week Draw me again. for other life-changing messages you can download the app Rev Oyik Speaks from Play Store for Android phone users or the iOS Store for Apple users. You can also follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Telegram, all on the handle Oyik's Alfred. Thank you so much for listening. Have a blessed day. All the desires of my heart, just like before.